0: Time for your heart-stopping, news-packed sixty minutes of radio adrenaline. Webmaster Radio presents the Pulse. Pulse. Take your seat among the experts in the search engine marketing arena. This weekly radio show keeps you informed of the latest search news, offers insight on the biggest forum discussions, puts your finger on the pulse of the search marketing community. Our hosts have made their way to the round table.
1: The The Pulse starts now. Hello, and welcome to the 26th edition of the Search Vault. Today is Wednesday, April 17th. My name is Barry Schwartz from the Search Engine Roundtable. Uh, I work at Rusty Brick. Like always, with me is Ben Pfeiffer, the Senior Editor of the Search Engine Roundtable from RankSmart.com, and also Chris Boggs, the Associate Editor of the Search Engine Roundtable, who works in the SEO department as a Search Strategist at Avenue A Razorfish. Um, last week, uh, you guys over you know, at the SES New York show, had a good time. Um, I heard, I heard, I, re- I listened to the podcast. I, we put it up at the uh, Search Roundtable. I posted a link to it in the chat room of the archive of last week's show where you, you know, Chris and Ben went ahead and uh, went, uh, you know, went ahead and without me and did a you know, great show live in the uh, Expo Hall. And it was really interesting to hear you. It was great, you know, I had a lot of fun last time. So, Ben, since this is your first time doing a live show at webmaster radio what do you think of the whole event
2: it was fun it was a lot of fun we had a a lot of good topics and we had rebecca kelly from seo moz on there talking about the seo moz ranking factors um, document and um, i generally had a good time i think we you know it was real light and relaxed and we got to talk about some search topics and things that were going on at the conference and just kind of a relaxed atmosphere and you know people were watching us Uh, so i think it went over pretty
1: well Right, and Chris, I heard it was a little bit too relaxed. I mean, there was some scent or something in the air. you know anything about that oh yeah yeah
3: i had to I had to cut Ben off for a second because someone had uh, deposited some gas in the in the nearby vicinity, and it just was you know it, it couldn 't happen without being mentioned on air so that uh, everyone else could share in our pain but it was <laughs> a good time uh There was a lot less people actually than the one in chicago it, it's I don't know why, but uh it, it just maybe it, I think you mentioned Barry that we forgot to mention it at the round table, and I don't know it was just it was on the lower floor of the um shows uh, of the show, and maybe there just weren't a, a lot of people walking around that area, so usually we would have probably tried to get at least two or three more people on the show, but there was really no one coming by so uh um other than that though, it was great fun and it was really cool having Rebecca on there and uh I think uh, Ben and I uh, were able to barely get by without you. And, uh, of course, we missed you. It would have been much cooler. Hopefully the next time we do one, it will finally be all three of us doing it live.
1: Yeah, so um, I guess maybe uh, what's up next? Uh, I guess the one we'll all be at next is that San Jose or maybe SMX. I don't know. We'll see, but hopefully we'll get that going. Um, I think one of the main reasons, yeah, two of the main reasons is one, last time it was right
3: by where they were serving the beer, right? Well, there was bars, like, on either side of us this time, too.
1: Oh, okay. It was and just I on guess, the bottom
3: you floor. You know how they had three floors? So, I don't know. Maybe there was more people kind of cocktailing on other floors.
1: All right, maybe. All right, next time, make sure to definitely post that. Give the uh, readers a chance to know that we're actually doing it instead of just surprising everybody at the last second. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. In terms of that, yes, we were at the Surgeon Strategy Show in New York. Uh, it was last started last Tuesday and ended on Friday afternoon we at the Search Engine uh, Roundtable have covered 52 of those sessions, 52 of, I think, you know, 60 or 70 sessions that they offered. So pretty much everything was covered, um, minus a few. Um, and a lot of those were site clinics and stuff like that that we didn't cover. So if you missed it, you couldn't get there, you want to really, literally read verbatim what they, re- what they said and what the presentations were about, just go over to the Search Engine Roundtable, click in the Archives section, Scroll down into the category where it says um, Surgeon Strategies New York 2007 and you'll see a summary of all the posts that we went through and I'd like to thank all the people who were involved You know, obviously Chris and Ben, you guys did an unbelievable job, but also I want to thank Kim Krausberg of Creator site, Deborah over at AllianceLink.com uh, Greg over at SCMGeek.com, Lisa at BruceClay.com Lee Evans over at com, of course Mr. Rob Carey, Evil Green Monkey, Um, Carol Shelby at seashell.com, and, of course, Tamar, who is now with frostybrook.com. So it's a big thank you to everybody.
3: And, um, you know, Chris, I mean, what do you think about the coverage? It was awesome. Uh, I, I, you know, filled out my plan of really crunching it hard the first couple of days, and then uh, teetering back, and and all the other awesome writers there, you know, just kept it going, and and got it going the first day too when you weren't around. So it was great. It was the best I've seen.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Um, and Ben, what do you thought? Yeah, it was it
2: was really cool to see everybody, like, you know, the blog on the various sessions and cover them. It was kind of neat to see everybody's different type of writing styles and how they covered specific sessions. And, you know, we had some, like, you know, coverage that was, like, you know, six pages long and very detailed, and there was a lot of good info in there. And I remember some comments on, I guess, at roundtable, people were thanking us for covering certain sessions that they couldn't get to and, and stuff. So, you know, it turned out really well, and I think uh, everybody really had a good time doing it.
1: Yeah, definitely. It was a great meeting everybody, and uh, I pretty much hit out in the uh, press room a lot. Um, but I know Chris, you know, you gave uh, a few presentations, and Ben and I saw you a bunch of times in the press room. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, it was great, and hopefully you'll catch us next time at the big San Jose show in uh, California, San Jose. Um, all right, so the next one is the big debate on paid links. Matt Cutts, it's 2007, and we didn't have a big debate about paid links yet. Um, it's not obviously just about paid links. It's about paid reviews, any type of um, purchase type of link um, out there. And Matt Cutts did two posts over, I guess, the weekend or Friday or Saturday, where he, one, wrote about how to report paid links using the spam re- report tools. And number two, he just wrote a post named Hit-A-Links. Um, in both those po- posts, I summarized what his points were, and let me quickly summarize it now. Um, all right, so he explained that, one, you should report any types of paid links via the Google spam reports. You can either report that in the Webmaster Central um, tool section, or, mm. you it, Sorry. <laughs> or you can report it in the regular spam report tool, which it doesn't require you to log in. Um, number two is he said that um, in the future, there will probably be a report just specifically to report these specific types of paid links. So it's not going to just be a spam report, it will be a report paid link report. Um, which is kind of interesting. Uh, I guess there might be some type of drop-down or option that they could select to specify that. Um, with this, Google's trying out some new ideas to, quote-unquote, augment Google's existing algorithms with paid links. So that should be interesting. It should be coming out, I guess, who knows, in the next coming weeks or so. Matt explained that in his a links blog post that you should at least provide a machine-readable way to disclose that you have paid links, i.e., a redirect link through JavaScript or some type of nofollow attribute appended to that link. Finally, um, it seems like there's a preferred preferred ways to have both a human readable way to disclose links. Obviously, label your paid links as either paid links or sponsor links or advertisers, and you know, preferably do both. that it. Um, there's a lot of discussion over at different blogs and also at Webmaster World and Search Engine Watch forums and also Digital Point forums. So you know what, let me get let you guys talk, you know, Ben, you see this number of times, what do you think, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I, I, I looked into
2: this quite a bit, and honestly, you know, it was kind of annoying, and I think a lot of people are upset about, you know, the fact that they're doing this. They're kind of taking a no-tolerance policy, they're like all paid links are or, or bad links, and so a lot of discussion in the forums was kind of related to, like, paid directories. So would that be classified as a paid sponsored link, and would Google, you know, eventually penalize that, or just, you know, pass on any type of benefit? Um, you know, and at the same time, you have a lot of these you know paid directories and other sites that you know you can pay for inclusion that are really high quality locations. so I think the the issue is so complicated though it 's that like you know how are they going to differentiate between certain types of paid links as opposed to others on certain t- types of sites and so obviously it 's become a, such a problem that they have to do something like this, um, you know, but blatantly going out and making a place that you can actually report paid links. I don't honestly think that a whole lot of, you know, the average search user is really going to know what's going on here, Um, you know, so who's really going to use that tool to report paid links, Um, you know, maybe ways to get back at your competitors or something, Um, and then you you know, there's other examples of these big, you know, large corporations that are going out and purchasing lots of paid links, and so what happens when their rank, you know, falls out of Google, you know, somebody's going to get yelled at, some SEO's going to get yelled at or, or something. Um, so, you know, this is uh, some kind of issue, and I I can't say I'm uh, really thrilled about it, but, you know, there were some, you know, comments on the forums that, you know, obviously they're really concerned about this, so it's probably a good idea that everybody, you know, since everybody's getting so mad at it, so, I don't know. I still think, right. though, that they're largely, though there's going to be a lot of links that they're not going to be able to detect, um, and, uh, you know, there's still a lot of opportunity out there to get some, you know, paid some paid links or trade some links or something out there that, you know, these, the search engine will not be able to find.
3: Cool. <clears throat> Chris, you want to add something? Well, what, Don, I want mm-hmm. to add, It's you know, there, it, this is worth two whole discussions, I think, the the paid link reporting uh, as well as the hidden links, and I think I would probably take two completely different stances. Uh, on, on the paid link reporting, um Andy Bills now my kind of hero de jour uh, in in his statement at uh, Matt's blog saying how many more trojan horses matt you know and then goes into a little explanation but he ends up with saying with all due respect is going too far and and i totally agree with him uh i think in a way also you have to consider um it, it's not there's not a perfect analogy to match it up to, the, you know, when there's smoke, there's fire, or uh, or trying to hide something, or pull the wool over someone's eyes, or something. But it seems to me that it, the more that they harp about this, the more it's likely that Google is having problems uh, doing exactly the things that Ben says would be unfair. You know, they they and and, and they can't. Uh, really determine every paid link out there, you know. So uh, there's media placements that have links that happen to, you know, have always been with that media placement, and and people may have never even had the the thought of SEO in their mind when they first did this a couple years ago uh, with some permanent links and um, it, it's just, you know, I, I could rant about it forever, but I want to back and forth this a little while and, and just see, uh, you know, to me, do you guys agree kind of with what Andy's saying or or with the possibility that this could be a uh, a bit of a smokescreen? Well,
1: yeah, I mean, uh, I can't tell you how many times we went through this debate where, um, you know, Matt Cutts or some other person went ahead and said, you know, paid links are going to, you know, get you get you penalized, they're going to hurt you, blah, 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 and this is like, you know I can I probably the number I' had to guess number six seven time in the past two three years where this has come up and um, I don't believe that Matt's post was to scare people per se I think Matt's post was there to one get people to send them you know send him information of what you know paid links that they found um analyze those links and try to figure out if their algorithms that they actually wrote, because they do have been doing a better job at figuring out what links are, you know, more valuable than other links, not necessarily paid versus not paid, but what's more valuable. Um, And maybe, I mean, I I don't know if they will, but maybe this is their way of figuring out or trying to see if their algorithms that they wrote will actually find a paid versus non-paid link. Um, I mean, this is, well, yeah, maybe after that we'll get into the topic of, you know, is it right that Google wants to... uh, weed out pay links and I mean so let's first talk about Ben what are your thoughts about Google do you think it's possible that Google could figure it
2: out uh, no, not completely. I mean, look, look what they they did. They're offering, you know, planning to offer forms where you can submit, you know, links that you found that are possibly paid links, you know, and have an independent review of that. So there's not going to be possible that you're going to find out that all the links, you know, that are paid or unpaid. And, you know, every time you link to somebody in some way, there's always some incentive behind it, like whether you're linking to a good resource or not. So it seems like they're really targeting specifically the, the monetary transaction of, of, of a link, you know. But who's to say that, you know, Google is is the person, the the company that's supposed to police all paid links on the Internet. You know, there's a lot of cases where, you know, people buy links not for search engine benefit, and oftentimes it comes down to the fact of, like, anchor text, too, like what's actually included in that anchor text. So, I don't know, this, in my opinion, just kind of shows that they can't, you know, get all these links. So that's why they're coming up with these means in order to better detect them in some way. Um, So, no, I, I agree with kind of what Andy was saying and Chris as well.
3: So there's, there's some talk uh, in the chat room and, uh, and other people are saying that this isn't really the point of this post. It's not to kind of uh, uh, deflect people and it's just to offer, you know, and that's what you said really, Barry. It's just to offer a means for people to report it. But, um, you know, you have to consider that with such a large company like Google, they don't just have people in a position of mad cuts say things publicly without at least you know some meaning and and pot- per- potentially ulterior motive behind what he's saying. Uh would you agree with that? Uh, I don't know if Google's I mean I don't think he prepped that post to Google. I don't think
1: Google knew like I mean I think this is his thing and this is what he's working on. Maybe this is ne- this, well, yeah, this is his two- project. Right, this is his next 2007 project which he really is serious about and I'm thinking I don't think he would post something like this without having you know if he's saying that he's actually using algorithms to figure this out. I don't think he's lying about that. I I mean, I don't think it's just about reporting, a way to report links. I think that helps him with his algorithms, but I really think he is serious about it. I don't think necessarily they will do such a great job. I think they will definitely find a lot of the pay links, um, but not. I don't think most of them. Like you guys, I agree. I don't think they'll find most of them.
3: Um, And real quick, if, if we could just touch on the other one, I mean, he's talking about hidden links, and that's something that, you know, uh, obviously <laughs> I mean, anyone would be, uh, would be in agreement with what he's, he's saying there, and, and that, you know, that kind of stuff is a little bit too black hat, as it were, to really let slip by. Uh, I just, you know, I'm still a little riled up about the paid links thing, and I think a lot of people are, but uh, on, the, on the other point, I think that's you know, he has a, he has a very good point that hidden links are, are something that maybe, uh, sh- and they're easier to trap probably, too.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think everybody would agree, hidden links are unethical, and, um, you know, you're obviously hiding links for a reason, so, and I can't see any good reason why you would want to hide a link from a human standpoint, outside of just, yeah, I can't see one. I mean, any of you guys have an idea why somebody would want to hide a link?
2: I, I don't, specifically, I don't know if to hide a link, I mean, you know, there's always those people out there that, that believe that they hide a link, you know, then the, the search engines won't find it or somebody else won't find it. I don't think you need to really hide these links these days. But, you know, somebody made a good point in the forum specifically about, you know, a lot of the problems with spam is is a lot of spammers are looking for free links, not necessarily paid links. And so, you know, if you're going out and buying a paid link, you're obviously having the money and you, you think some value is associated with your website enough that you're going to go out and pay for a link. So a lot of the spam out there is getting you know blog comment spam and, and so on and so on and so how are they going to attack that with this type of algorithm? Um, you know you really can't track you know somebody paying for a link so to say um, unless they you know have agreements with some of these paid link brokers. But um, you know I, I, people hide links for various reasons. Um, but I honestly yeah. don't know exactly all of them why.
1: And also in the forums, who were talking about. You know, other types of paid links are directory links, like the Yahoo directory, Invest the Web, and other types of paid links that way. And, I mean, I know surgeons in the past said, you know, definitely go out there and pay for a Yahoo directory link because that will help them with their crawling process. So, um, again, that's a paid link. Is that a bad pay link? I mean, Matt didn't, I don't think Matt specifically talked about that. Maybe in the comments he did, but I don't, I didn't read all the comments there. This so just
3: more food for thought. Good, else anything else I'm sorry. Got one more point. You know, Google does tell you to go out and get people that are relevant to you to link to you. So, uh, you know, it it just seems to me that there should be a clear line drawn between paid links where people are going out and getting them or brokering deals with with people that are supplying uh, relevant categorized links. Uh, I think that's different than people that are going out and buying 1,500 Ten thousand links that are paid links, and getting them from everywhere, uh, from here and there. So, you know, he's saying that Google is going to be taking a, a, a looking at paid links more closely in the future. Uh, it's pretty ominous sounding, but uh, at the same time, it, it seems to be very difficult. You know, put a finger on.
2: Cool. The, one right. more point. Uh, um, the other question kind of rises up too. That like, if you're an actual webmaster and you're paying for links now, like, should you be worried about something like this? Honestly, I, I think that. Not necessarily. I think, like Chris mentioned, just like if you're going to go out and buy like ten thousand links or something like that, obviously these are automatically set up networks that are you know created just for the fact that you can purchase links from them. And these things, in my opinion, are a lot easier to detect, you know, Google-wise because you know there's a lot more data and a lot more you know links out there in order to track. But if you're out there, you know, specifically buying links on a one-link basis from websites and specifically with a you know targeted strategy a detailed strategy in order to buy those links and you shouldn't be worried at all um, you know i've seen cases where you know you had, you know one of the big things back we talked about were like newspaper links and like those uh university links you know those absolutely probably don't have any benefit whatsoever these days but they're still being sold right and there's still people buying them um, but those are things that are really public and out there that the search engines obviously know about so but if you're approaching it with a good strategy um, you know And and being smart about it, you can get by, I think. Right.
1: Okay, so I think we talked about this a lot. So I think we're going to take a little commercial break, and then we'll come back with a talk about Edison. So let's hit a commercial break now.
0: Sit tight and don't move. The Pulse. We'll be back after
4: this short break. Come today. Howdy, boys, and you girls, too. I'm here to
0: talk to you about Milnik Media, the best CPA network, period. They sure know how to deliver, and I know something about deliverance. Now, you want to get paid? Damn right you do. We'll make sure you get your money. got support people who know their ass from their elbow. Need a new jet ski? How about one of them new plasma TVs? Well, Cousin Jeremy here will hook you up with our performance rewards program. Email sub-bits, zip sub-bits, ringtones, hell, we got them all. Yeehaw! Hey there, it's Cousin Jeremy. Get on over to M-I-L-L-N-I-C-media.com and we'll have you so happy, you'll be squealing like a pig. searching for the tools and tricks to rate your websites even higher. Well, there's no need to go through a back door when you can climb up on the roof. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Webmasters on the Roof. Direct from Deutschland. Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. Join the Media Donus along with his partner Crime Friday night. As they put on their black hats to teach you their SEO secrets. Webmasters on the Roof. Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm.fm. Now back to the Pulse, the Pulse, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's your host.
1: Hello and welcome back to the Search Pulse. This is the 26th edition. It's April 17th, and with me is Chris and Ben. Uh, we just finished talking about the paid links debate and um, we put that to rest, hopefully. Um, I know Chris was telling me that um, we're, probably, probably, we're probably the only ones talking more about pay links than uh, about the Google Click merger or acquisition. Um, but I wanted to talk about that later. I wanted to bring up something about Ask.com, which I thought was pretty, you know, uh, important, but it seems like the press, the real press, is really not giving it much coverage. Um, uh, last week at the uh, conference... Apostolus, um, you know, the co-founder of Tioma, which is the search engine that has powered com since about 2001, I think, or 2002. Um, uh, he was on a social search panel, soul search panel, where he brought up this thing about something called Edison, the new algorithm that they're going to be launching. Um, basically, what he told me was they purchased Hit back in 99, um, and they also have Tioma. And DirectHit... Um, uses, used in the past um, click data to determine the relevancy for a rank. So obviously the more clicks on a result, the higher that click popularity was, the higher that page would rank in the search engine at Direct Hit. Now, Tioma is a search engine that uses hubs and authorities to determine relevancy. Um, so what they're doing is combining both of those. So basically, in his presentation, he said that they'd be co- combining the best of Direct Hit and the best of Tioma into one search engine, and they're codenaming this Edison. Um, in addition, he gave me this explanation where as you, you know, let's say you're doing a search in ask.com, you do a search on cars, for example, and let's say you click on the number two and number three results, when you click on each of those results, ask.com is automatically tagging that result, let's say it's cars.com, as a search for cars. So that's, they've been tagging for a while. So they're using tagging, they're using click popularity, and they'll be using this hubs and authority i.e. the wisdom of the crowds, as he said, um, to create this new search algorithm, codenamed Edison. It's going to be a true social search algorithm. I don't know much more about it. I haven't seen much more papers on it. Um, I know that um, I have confirmation that this is true from over at, uh, from Jim Lanzone, the CEO of Ask. And I also know that um, uh, SEO by the Sea, Bill Flosky, went ahead and posted some past patents after the fact on some of their algorithms, which I did not read in detail. So that's what I got. Um, I mean, let's start with, uh, you know, Chris and see, you know, what are your thoughts on this new Edison search
3: engine? Well, the first thing is that the first two letters and Edison are E and D. And if you'll recall, Ash just recently bought KFED search engines. So KFED, K-F-E-D. So there's obviously a secret uh, uh, strategy behind it. You know, they're using uh, Estopolis as sort of the the face man, but in reality this is all KFED technology that they're going to put forth. So I'm really looking forward to it. And of course it makes sense that, uh, you know, it will be based on popularity as well because that will match up nicely with that crowd uh in terms of the wisdom of the crowds uh thing you know i always wonder if that's gameable or not and uh you know if they're going to uh give extra value to uh, the last 3 years versus maybe people uh, a lot of listings start getting clicked on uh seemingly repetitively. i'm sure they could probably catch that but i'm excited to to see it uh, i've always liked ask and i think they're a very progressive product and and it'll 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 be cool to see how it works out i hope that they can really make a push into the uh into the top 3 Definitely. Um, and, Ben,
2: what do you think Uh Yeah, I looked into this a little bit more. Um, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of stuff out there on it, but, um, you know, I think they're pretty smart over at Ask. And, you know, a lot of it, there was comments about, oh, well, Direct Hit was so easy to manipulate and, you know, fraud and stuff like that. But, you know, honestly, I think the people at Ask are pretty smart, and they've got something really, you know, up their sleeves that is going to be pretty – Pretty interesting, and uh, will change the way they they, they, they rank results um, over at Ask. So um, I'm looking forward to seeing what's going to come about from it.
1: Cool. Yeah, and um, Bill over uh, Swatoski over SEO by the Sea actually commented in our in our post saying that the Edison, which I thought came from where you know Apostas lives and works, he has an office over there in Edison, New Jersey, um, also comes from a second patent application where they released, which was called the Edison algorithm. So there actually is a patent called the Edison algorithm, and I think there's more information over at SEO by the Sea in terms of the patent itself. The question is, and I'm sure the answer is no, is you know will this matter to SEOs? The bottom line is ask.com really does not send much traffic to sites, and it's really not going to make a huge difference even when they do flip that switch. Um, they said there's some elements of that algorithm out there today in the ask.com algorithm, but it'll be rolled out more over the, pa- over the course of the year, they said. Um, but I'm not sure if anybody noticed. The press didn't pick up on this article, and I don't think really many people care, which is a shame. But it's all about the traffic, I guess. So, what people do care about um, is that the Google has changed their, you know, AdWords, um, the sp- those sponsor listings in Google.com. At the top, the sponsor results all way at the top. Um, if you see a sponsor result there, it used to be blue. The background used to be blue and now they've changed that to yellow. That's one thing they changed. Another thing they changed is that you have to actually click on the the actual, post, um, the actual sponsor link title. You can't click on the description. You can't click on the background color. In the past, if you just clicked on the background color or the description or the title post or the title of the actual ad, it actually took you to the Advertiser landing page. Now you actually have to click on the actual um, title of the ad, and they changed the background to yellow. Those two things have changed about a week and a half ago now I look back at some posts, and I wanted to see you know, how this has been impacting any of the advertisers out there. So there was a great webmaster Realtor right over there with some information um, and what people are seeing across the board is about a 20% drop in their click-through rate. Um, all of them pretty much say you know, they see a drop, um, a, decline in, a, declo- a decline in their click-through rate, um, and fewer clicks in their position. Um, a lot of that might have to do with the yellow background, but I think most of it has to do with the actual um, with the actual uh, what's it called? The actual click pat- behavior change, where you have to click on the title and you can't click anywhere, because a lot of accidental clicks were out there, and people are not accidentally clicking on these links anymore. So the question is, to me, is what is really causing it? I personally think it's the click behavior change, not necessarily the yellow background, but other people might think otherwise. Um, ben, I wanted to get your thoughts on that first.
2: Yeah, I looked in this thread quite a bit. Um, I, I was reading some, you know, some forum members were quoting that the cook the rate had gone down, but their sales had stayed the same and i think for people are kind of positive about this for the most part and that they'll be kind of loving this you know in the next couple of weeks and um, you know it kind of encourages you know people from not clicking on like accidentally on the whole ad as opposed to you know just clicking on the direct title and i think it's a positive for advertisers because you know it's going to mean a higher quality clicks and it's going to require a little bit more on the user part in order to click through um, so i think it's a pretty positive change i mean it would be you know one thing if they you know it, extended the area where you could click, um, you know, on the ad. That would just probably reduce the quality. So I think it's a positive. And, um you know, the the yellow is kind of odd. You know, I know on my screen I can't see it so well on the results What the other people can I'm more on, like, desktops and stuff. So, you know, it kind of blends in more with the organic results, which some people might have problems with, which I, I'm not a huge fan of. But, you know, what can you do? Um, hopefully it will improve the advertising for AdWords advertisers.
1: Right. I guess wouldn't you see an increase in click-through rate if people if the yellow background blended in more? I guess
2: I, I, I don't know. I might think so, really? But that's, that was part of the argument was that like, well, okay, well, Google released this and it's yellow, and then there's obviously you can only click on the title. So like, what actually is causing like the lower click-through rate? Is it the the blending, or is it just the fact that they have to just click on the title? Um, I mean, you would think so, but obviously, I guess maybe it's a counteracting type
1: of situation. Maybe uh, I don't know, Chris. What are your thoughts?
3: Um, I, I mean, on both, just real quick, uh, first of all, who cares about the accidental clicks is what I would think of. I mean, if you're targeting a high click-through rate and you're hoping that some of them are accidental clicks, I mean, you've got to have a much lower conversion rate from those accidental clicks. I mean, sure, there's going to be some people that will be surprised and happy, but, you know, that's uh, to me, that's looking at the, at the wrong place. Um, also, uh, the yellow and, and blue thing, I, personally, from a, my feeling, I would maybe have attributed blue already or to being trusted, and at Google and everything in yellow suddenly kind of stands out, or even almost becomes blind to me because it, it, it sort of then assumes a an almost banner-like color, which which I will tend to ignore. So uh, that could be, you know, something that I would uh, wa- want to look at more closely. You know, especially if you determine that it's not really that much because of accidental clicks.
1: So interesting. So Chris, you're saying you you. Specifically, know what to that and ignore it, while well, Ben says it kind of blends in and looks more like
3: the organic results. Just I mean, yeah, I, I feel the opposite about it because I'm used to uh, a certain color scheme at Google, and it's almost like, you know, the the yellow there, uh, it would almost trigger a, a defense mechanism from traveling around the rest of the internet. I don't know. It's a kind of a stab, but I would think I would lean the other way. Yeah.
1: Interesting. Yeah, I'm looking at them right now. I I don't know which way I fall.
2: Well, I think people are kind of used to it, looking at the blue, and so they kind of associate it with ads, and so, you know, changing up the color a little bit to maybe a yellow, maybe, you know, kind of the unexpected, you know, not necessarily that's going to stand out more, but it's just not going to be as noticeable. So in a way, it's a little trick, possibly.
1: Yeah, it could be worse. They could ro- they could constantly rotate the colors from yellow, green, orange, blue, red. Yeah. Like that. Do I, that. Guess, I guess we're okay. And a happy it. rainbow, Google. Yeah. <laughs> So let's keep uh, tracking this, and we'll keep you up to date on any of these uh, reports at Webmaster World and other forums about any changes in click-through rate and sales and all that other stuff. But right now, this is some of the early reports we got back so far. Um, that's good stuff. Let's. I think we should probably take a commercial break now, and then we'll come back and talk about some April 10th Google.com search result shakeups. So let's hit a commercial break now, and we'll get back to you guys soon.
0: Sit tight and don't move. The Pulse. We'll be back after this short break. marketingexperiments.com Learn
4: how we increase traffic by 446% with our Google AdWords campaign while reducing cost per click by 58% at marketingexperiments.com
0: marketingexperiments.com
4: Log on and register for our interactive SEM certification course today and discover how to build, target, and maximize ad campaigns like an expert through our proven paid search optimization formula
0: marketingexperiments.com For
4: details, see marketingexperiments.com slash PPC marketingexperiments.com Discover what really works. Gentlemen, start your engines! Okay, well, how do I get
3: my engine started?
4: Is your online marketing being left at the starting gate? Don't have enough information to stay ahead of your competitors? Then visit EngineReady.com and get a free trial of our affordable enterprise class web analytics. With EngineReady, you can accurately track revenues from all online marketing campaigns, search engines, banner ads, email, and more. EngineReady strategic marketing software. See why companies of all sizes achieve exceptional online results with EngineReady, the professional standard in search marketing.
0: Oh, maybe I should just get out and push. Just getting your feet wet on the internet? Then dive into
4: our stream.
0: WebmasterRadio.fm We're the coolest place around. WebmasterRadio.fm We're everywhere. Now, back to The Pulse. Pulse. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm Here's your host.
1: Hello, and welcome back to the Search Pulse. My name is Barry Schwartz. With me again is Ben Pfeiffer and Chris Boggs. We just finished talking about um, the Edison algorithm as well as the yellow ads with the click-through change from Google. Now we're talking about a new um, report of... On April 10th, there was a report that Google.com, the results there were, were shaking up, I guess, some type of algorithm update or rollback or something like that where people were posting... And not everybody, some people saw nothing change, some people saw their things go back to a previous state of Google. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know, there was a lot of chatter about this. Specifically on Tuesday, April 10th, it was like a thread over a webmaster which had, you know, talks about changes like starting on April 1st. Then it kind of went dormant, and then on April 10th, bam, like everybody started talking about it. It was like two or three new unique pages about just, April 10th changes, so kind of like hit the radar and I said this might be something. Um, and that thread is probably still going on now, but it looks like some type of rollback or something, which I wasn't sure what happened. Uh, maybe Ben, do you, you have any more information on that? Or Not really. You know, on uh, stuff we've been tracking, we haven't really seen that
2: much change, so I, I can't attribute any real details to this specific shakeup, because um, I haven't really seen that much go on.
1: Okay. Alright, so I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't think Chris has anything other. Also, so I think we'll just move on from that topic. If you did see something change, go ahead and go to Webmaster World, and you'll get some, you know, support from other people who have seen changes over there. This way, you don't feel like you're alone. Um, But in terms of you know being united and not being alone, Google, Yahoo, Microsoft, and Ask.com all came out at the SES conference and said that they will be now supporting in unison. The, or, an order discovery feature for sitemaps. So sitemaps is a tool where you can actually submit an XML file, a sitemap protocol, to the four major search engines. Um, you put them up on your server. You link to them via your robot.txt file. That would automatically notify Google, Yahoo, Microsoft, and NAS.com about um, about you having a sitemap. Crawlers would then go ahead and fetch that those sitemaps and, you know, obviously... Using auto discovery, use um, figure out when it was actually updated next. Um, in addition, there's ways to actually ping the search engines, Ask.com, Google, and Yahoo with um, updates, telling them that yes, you have updated the pages or made changes to your pages, and that will give them a way to update. I do not see a way that you can actually ping Microsoft. They've been telling us since you know November 2006 that they will be supporting um, sitemaps. Honestly. I mean, they've been telling us this. I have no proof that they have. Um, Google, we know ha- we, they have a Webmaster Tools se- Central section where you can actually see what they've been doing with your sitemaps. You can see different reports. You can submit your, your, your sitemap. Yahoo also has a way for you to actually submit it. Ask.com doesn't have a back end, but they do have a way for you to actually ping um, them with your sitemap. And, but Microsoft currently has nothing. I don't know if they're just... I don't, I don't know if it's bad for me to say, but i don't trust I don't really believe them that they have they're actually using this yet as of now, hopefully soon they will, but I guess they have more things to worry about so um
3: I mean like Chris, what are your thoughts on the whole site maps bit? You seem to be a little bit uh doubting the capabilities of MSN. s n they're very <laughs> it's kind I'm not of funny. doubting them um, I don't think I'm... you know first of all, on the whole site thing on the semantics of it uh, I, I would love to see it called site directories or site blueprints or something like that because it's always confusing. And, and you even pointed it out in, in your post. You said more details on these bot sitemaps, not human sitemaps at sitemaps.org. Cause you spend half half the time explaining to people, you know, what, what the difference is. And uh, but anyway, that's just a little pet peeve rant. Um, I think that it's great, and I, you know, it's something that. If, as long as it increases the communication that uh, webmasters and and their marketing arms are uh, able to have with uh, the search engines, the better it is. And I think that it's, uh, you know, I think the next step is to really become uh, even a little bit closer, uh, better friends with the agencies in terms of uh, sharing information without as much requirement for having direct contact with the webmasters. Uh, I think that'll that'll be you know great when that even Im- improves at, at an even greater level. I mean, it's not like that's it's that huge of a deal right now, but it's just you know instead of having it under all under one umbrella, you have to have different accounts. So that'll be nice to have too. But I think it's a it's a great move forward, and uh, I look forward to uh, more improvements as well as a name change to Site Blueprints.
1: <laughs> Good idea. Really, I mean, I agree with you. It's a nightmare. Like. I guess I, I, mean, I hear people saying, you know, we made a site for a client, um, and they, you know, you put up a site map, and they're like, you know, why don't you have, you know, a Google site map, you told me we're include a site map. A site map technically is, you know, a site map is like a static page on a site, or a dynamics page on a site, where a human can actually interact and figure out where all the URLs and all the pages on your site are. So it's a whole big problem, obviously, but, um, you know, and that's another topic, I guess. So hopefully we'll get some more information from Microsoft and ask.com on how they're actually supporting the sitemap protocol and if there's going to be any reports or back-end tools that we could use to verify that,
3: that would be great. Um, hey, one quick thing I wanted to add. I know it's jumping back a topic, but I no- just noticed in the chat room one of the, one of the members there, Jason, said that uh, his article site uh, went from uh, 5% Google referrals to 80% Google referrals after the 10th, so there's one success story. Great.
1: So, Jason, whatever you did, um, that's great, but obviously you pushed somebody down, and they're probably hating you for it now. (laughs) But I guess that's the way it is, right? um, Anyway, fine. Um, We're on the topic of of Microsoft, and today I noticed um, that there were two posts over at Webmaster World saying that people noticed a 75% drop in traffic specifically from Microsoft's pay-per-click engine, the Ad Center, you know, product. Um, so I waited and waited, didn't see more posts, and then over at the Ad Center blog later today, they posted saying that they they launched a new algorithm for their um, Ad Center, which actually now takes into account um, the relevancy and the quality quality factors. So for example, um, they take into account such things such as content of the ad and the landing page. They want to see the ad if it matches the landing page content. That's determines the quality. They also take into account keywords that the advertiser selects in relation to the advertiser's landing page. Um, They look at how much content you have on that page. If it's a drop of content, then they might think it's not, you know, too quality-oriented. And also, they look at the duplicative nature of the content in the overall search results. Hmm. So, let's repeat that. The duplicative nature of content in overall search results. Not exactly sure what that means. I sent out an email over to Molly at... At MSN Ad Center, and I'm hoping to get a response back. I doubt it has to do with you know having one ad um, match you know URL in the organic search results. I suspect it might have something to do with an affiliate policy, you know, multiple advertisers linking to the same type of product, same landing page, or something like that. Um, but yes, it was pretty interesting to see people notice a dramatic drop. Not many, but some people notice a dramatic drop in their referrals from Ad Center. And the same exact day as since I posted this that this went live actually last night, so it kind of follows that um you know Ben, what are your thoughts
2: over all this um I'm kind of mixed, I think it's you know it's a bit innovative what they're doing with you know some of these new uh changes in the algorithm, but at the same time it's like, you know, a lot of people that you talk to that use MSN and are just, you know, claim that they don't get a whole lot of traffic from them um, and wish they did get more. And so, you know, if they're doing some of these changes, it's almost like it's a little bit overkill. It's like, all right, well we had some traffic that we were working with and now oh wait, we don't have seventy five percent of our traffic's gone. You know, what happened to that? And 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 you know, if you're not getting a lot of traffic from MSN to begin with you know, 75% drop can be pretty substantial. Um, so, well, I think it's great and and dandy that they're doing this stuff, and it's going to make you know for very you know quality traffic. Um, and in some aspects, it seems a little overkill.
3: Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, maybe it is. I mean, uh, Chris, what are your thoughts? Well, it's funny because I had just kind of uh, jotted down uh, the first joke that you'd you think you'd get from this, and not to bash on MSN, but uh, I look at it a little bit differently than what Ben's saying in that. How do you notice a drop from you know 100 to 30 clicks when you're getting like 5,000 clicks combined on the same term at Google and Yahoo? So, you know, it's it's really a situation where if you're you're already not expecting that much, uh, you know, so be it. But. Uh, it's it's kind of an oh by the way sounding uh, kind of scenario though for me for MSN. I'm, I would hope that uh, they would have announced this uh, you know a little bit more vocally uh, if they're uh, if they're actually incorporating this into all the uh, the accounts. I mean, it, it, it's possible, I guess, that maybe they haven't. Uh, uh, and I didn't read the MSN uh, post. Did, you, did they say that they have uh, updated across the board? Well, I think they have.
1: Um, was, you make an interesting point, because both Yahoo and Google, when they, or at least any quality score updates, they make sure to tell people in advance, like give them seven days notice, saying this is coming, and this is how you can prepare for it. Um, so, it's interesting that you said that, yeah, they launched last night, April 16th, and today they posted a blog post about it, saying, hey, by the way, like you said, and it's interesting that they went this way about it, and yet, there isn't so much discussion over at Webmaster World about it, which also shows you another thing that, you know, maybe they didn't really have to notify people because people really, as you said, don't get much traffic from it.
3: So, In comparison, I mean, what are you looking at your MSN reports on a daily basis or on a Yahoo and, and Google, especially if you're talking in the thousands of clicks per term? Right. You know? Good point. Very good point. Yeah. So um, that's that. So I guess
1: you know, if you do have ads, ads out there, maybe you want to take a look at your reports today. Um, maybe just people don't look at it daily and now that when they go log in in a week or so, they'll figure out that their, you know, their traffic has either spiked or declined a lot. So we'll see. Um, all right, the big news that's all over the press this week is that Google has acquired DoubleClick for $3.1 million. Uh, a lot of money. Um, they bought them. There's a lot of um, discussion about that in terms, one is in terms to uh, anti-trust issues where Microsoft, AT&T, Time Warner all got in the case of Google, saying this is not fair. They should not be doing this because they already run so much of the advertising on the on the internet. Double click would just increase that. Um, there's also discussions about um, Google having too much information and too much power over the web user because we'll have so much data out there and yada yada, and they to might abuse that power. And there's also discussion about how this will affect the Google, how the purchase of double click will affect the product, the Google Adsense product. So there's lots of discussion out there. Um, honestly, I wrote about it twice. Um, I think I wrote about it twice over at uh, Searching the Lands. I had Tamar write about it three times over at Searching the Roundtable. So right, let's bring in, you know, Chris. I mean, I think you're pretty excited about this. So what are your thoughts overall?
3: Well, um, I, you know, obviously, uh, I work for a company whose parent company owns a major competitor of DoubleClick, so I can't really give you too much, uh, <laughs> you know, detail on on, on sort of uh, my feelings about it because they may be. Oh, come on, know, Chris. <laughs> Well, no, no, anyway, but but i can tell that. you on a personal note that I had dinner uh, with Dave Fall from DoubleClick just uh, on Wednesday night, and he's part of the executive committee of Simpo with me, and it, it's going to be—it's going to make for some funny jokes around those uh, those committee meetings, that's for sure.
1: <laughs> I mean, Perform- Performix—they're—they're they're owned by DoubleClick, and they're a SEM company, correct? Uh huh. So, I mean, now people are also talking about how Google owns. Has, owns an SEM company, which is a conflict of interest. There's another topic to discussed, which no, I don't, we didn't post about, but a lot of people are posting about it over on the web. Um, so I thought you were leading towards that example. Is that I don't know? Sorry for distracting. Go ahead. <laughs> Whatever you're saying.
3: <laughs> no, I mean, I, you know, I was, I was there. That's pretty much all I can say about it right now. <laughs> right. Okay. Cool. I mean, yeah. So there's lots of concerns,
1: like we're discussing. what is... um yeah, now DoubleClick is now owned by Google. So Chris said that. Now Sempo, you know, Google has a... Uh, you know, DoubleClick and Sempo, and now Sempo is a search marketing professional organization. Now Google has some
3: type of say in that. Performix is owned by Google, which is a search marketing oh. company. Just so you know, Google is our, one of our sponsors, so they already yeah, have but, a say, and yeah, they have someone on the board of thing, advisors. But, you know, totally they the have someone that on that the board of advisors as well. Okay.
1: That's good. Um, also, we have the control aspects of them knowing all your information, the, guess, the antitrust issues, and all lot of other fun stuff. So, you know, Ben, do you have anything to add to this?
2: Uh, yeah, I, uh, this is a pretty... Uh, i got a lot of news. I think it was, you know, it's pretty important from the fact that I went to dinner on Saturday and my grandmother comes up to me and she's like, Ben, Ben, I heard that Google merged or something. And I was like, no, 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 they didn't merge, but... Um, <laughs> The fact that she mentioned it to me and she actually read about it was pretty interesting that they she google had bought double clicked and they didn't merge, but they did something that that she knew about, and so um i, I was actually pretty happy to hear about this. I think this is going to you know bring in a whole new generation of type of advertising you know possibilities for you know advertisers out there um, and it seemed kind of a natural purchase for them to go after double click so it seems like I heard Microsoft was kind of buying for it too, but um, you know, there's a going on. You, you know, there's some also talk about kind of what Eric Schmidt said in kind of a Wired interview kind of talking about this and um, and how much information Google actually has now and how much they're actually going to gain in the future and how they're talking about, you know, getting more information, you know, everything from, you know, what type of TV programs you're wo- looking at um, to, you know, where you're clicking and what's going on. Um, People are kind of scared about this in general. Like, if you're watching a YouTube video, they know exactly what you're watching and when you're watching it. Um, So, and they can specifically target you after that. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff uh, to consider with this. Um, And personally, there's some scary ramifications. And I know, you know, there was part of this discussion that Barry had posted on SE Roundtable about this. Um, So, guys, do you all feel that... um, you know with some of these new purchases and some of their desire to learn more about the customer, that's gonna be a problem right
1: so yeah, I mean those are all problems and just wanted to add one more thing um that um chris boggs uh parent company um parent company of avenue a razorfish um stock went up a lot based on this because a lot of marketing agencies and media companies stock increase based on how much Google spent on DoubleClick. So it actually boosted a lot of the competitors' value, which is a pretty good thing for everybody in the industry, I assume. All right, so let's... I want to do two more topics before we go into lightning round. The next one is that Yahoo has updated their Site Explorer um, tool. They now allow you to submit a mobile sitemap, either via XHTML or WML. All you got to do to do that is click on the sitemaps, um thing, you can add a feed by just clicking on the drop-down menu saying mobile feed. Also, they also allow you to actually report spammy types of links to your site. So, for example, you go to your link in links report, you can mouse over any of your links, and now there's a new button called Report Spam Beta. So, that's a way to report spam links, you know, that you don't want Yahoo to count towards your site, just in case you're worried about bad sites linking to you. Um, you Ben, what are your thoughts overall on this... (laughs) New, these new features that Yahoo's adding for?
2: I think they're uh, pretty good. Um, you know, Yahoo's been pretty good. You know, if we, as we've seen, uh, you know, the last year about adding this new functionality and giving giving people kind of what they want in terms of this tool. So I, I think it's uh, you know a great addition that you can you can look at these feeds and the mobile feeds and such uh, to do that. So um, I, I applaud Yahoo on this.
3: Cool, and Chris. What do you think? Uh, I agree, and I'd also like maybe if I'm going to give a wish list, I'd like to see some functionality added around like suggesting quick links or uh, you know here are some extra pages that I feel may be of use if you're going to list any additional pages under my listing, you know something like that.
1: That's a good point. So we'll see about that. Maybe um, that's a good idea. I'll try to bring that up to the radar. Make that happen for me, please, Barry. Yeah, I heard I they're know testing. You can do out some, it. I heard they're testing overseas some new algorithms to determine natural, organic quick links as opposed to paid for quick links. So we'll see. We'll see what we can do about that. Um, cool. Finally, um, before we go into the lightning round, um, Google Voice Search. I posted um, a blog post about that this morning about how you can actually use Google Voice Search. You just dial eight hundred goog G O O G four one one, and then obviously you could. It's really good. It's great service. But then you can actually use it for a pranking for a prank calls. So. For example, I call myself, and you could actually, you know, it doesn't. Show the caller ID that displays when you call somebody is the 800 number of Google, so it's hard to track back. I guess they can technically. They actually say they do record some calls, and obviously, you could use any of these services to do it. But it's just, um, you know, fun twist to this Google Voice Search product, um, and it got some digs, and then it got banned. The post, the dig post, got buried in the on the dig. So uh, it happens all the time. Not a big deal. But anyway, it was, it was just the fun. I have a little Simpsons picture there. We were sparts doing some prank calling of uh, Moe's Tavern. So <laughs> it was pretty fun. Ben, you, I don't know if you saw that post. What do you thoughts? about
2: uh, On the voice search. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yes, uh, I did, definitely. I got a, I got a little time to play around with it, actually, before we got onto uh, the show. And uh, it was quick, and it was fun to use. It was, um, you know, it, it found me pizza in five seconds uh, down here where I live, which is pretty amazing, because most of the time, can I get the town name wrong? Um, so, I, you know, I think if you're looking for a little fun, uh, real quick, and try 1-800-GOOG-411 um, for a good well, time. <laughs> no charges.
3: Chris, do you have anything to any Chris? Oh, um, in terms of what are we talking about again? Yeah, the voice search. who else get that. Oh yeah, right. I remember. Uh, I didn't get a chance to check that out. Ben was saying that he was checking it out right before the show, and I, I wanted to. Uh, I wanted to try to come up with some good prank names. I thought that was pretty funny. I'm sad to hear that the article got buried, though.
1: But I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> Hopefully next time, if the big people are listening, that they won't bury my articles. They constantly bury my articles. But anyway, um, I understand why they might bury that one. Anyway, let's move on to the next thing, Google Pay Per Action. You saw some early results, both for the publisher and the advertiser's perspective. Pay Per Action, again, is a way for Google to allow advertisers to opt in to pay their adver- uh, the publishers on a per-action basis. So it's like a commission type of thing. It's not really a commission, it's like an affiliate type of thing. Um, so advertisers felt that it was easy to set up, um, but the problem is they did not see any impressions or any, you know, results from actual, the ads, so the problem is not not enough publishers are opting into this, um, but that will increase as Google opens it up more. On the publisher side, I saw about 5,000 impressions, about, of that about um, 35 clicks, but zero dollars earned. So right now, again, it's about volume, and the volume is very low, so it's hard to actually notice any results from such a low um, thing. Um, Next thing is um, Rand Fishkin over at SEOmoz did an interview of Vanessa Fox of Google Webmaster Central. He blogged about that. Um, there's a nice video over at Webmaster uh, WebPro News on that, which is good. Also, Google AdWords has updated their console, um, their AdWords console. So now it has a little slightly new look, it makes it cleaner and more Web 2.0, I guess, easier to use. A lot of people like it. A lot of people don't. People don't like change. Some people do. Um, Google Checkout now has expanded their services into the United Kingdom. It's now, it used to be just available for merchants merchants in the U.S., and now it's also available for merchants in the U.K. Good news for all. Um, they're also running a promo, I think, for yeah, anybody who buys in the U.K. gets a uh, 10 pounds back, which is pretty significant compared to the $10 promo that was run in the U.S. Um, Google AdWords trademark concerns, and we want to post about that, um, and also how to report violations of that. So if somebody's using your keywords in the AdWords results, you can actually report that to Google. And there's obviously different um, legal rules about how that's handled inside the U.S. and outside the U.S. So we have some information about that over there. In addition, we wrote a post about um, about um, you know trademarks in the meta tags and with Google and how to handle those types of things. Um, also, I showed. Uh, about how uh, Google Desktop was released for Apple computers, so there's now a Mac client for Google Desktop. I installed it myself. I showed screenshots of it as soon as possible. I uninstalled it because I just um, I don't need that and I don't want Google knowing all my stuff. But I just want to take the screenshots, so I installed it quickly and I didn't let it scan my whole computer. I stopped before it was done. It was pretty neat. Um, Google also had a Russian astronaut logo. I think his name is Yuri uh Garin, uh who's some Russian astronaut and on his birthday they posted a special logo for him um on the home page and on the inner pages of google.com And Chris Bogg uh Chris Boggs thanks uh congratulations on the column you wrote over at uh the uh you know Search Engine Watch, a new expert column um, named
3: SEM in a large agency. Do you want to add anything about that? Well, uh, thanks, Barry. First of all, it's going to be cool. Every other week on Friday, I'll try to give some insight on uh, how we do things, uh, how we roll. Sounds exciting. So, yeah, uh,
1: congratulations on that. And um, I look forward to reading more of those things. Well, I think that wraps up um, the 26th edition of the Search Pulse. I hope to post a recap tomorrow afternoon after the show is archived at scroundtable.com. If you have any questions or anything, just feel free to comment in tomorrow's post again today um, is April 17th. It's Wednesday, and that was the 26th edition. I look forward to um, you know recapping um, in a week from now. We'll do another show Tuesday, 5 p.m. Eastern. Uh, thank you again, Ben and Chris, and we'll see you guys next week. Everyone have a great night.